Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And welcome once again to the H&J Daily, some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Uh, Well, we were back, weren't we? We were. So we we just basically had a bit of a chat, caught up. Caught up on football, caught up on other matters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you gave us the court circular. That was good. That was quite fun, wasn't it? So we'll uh, hear about uh, somebody who's losing her name uh, quite conveniently, as as you'll discover, (laughs) uh, through marriage, I'm guessing. Um, (laughs) What else? Oh, yeah, Nigel Pearson joined us. Hmm, We had a bit of a round-up on the dots. Yeah, he was on good form. So uh, you'll hear from him as well. So here it all is. Good afternoon. Happy New Year, everyone. Good afternoon. Happy New Year, Andy. Thank you very much. We have Happy New Year to you and Happy New Year to the listeners. We have uh, established the 15th is the cutoff. 15th. But uh, we we established that many years ago. But, you know, when those guests come on, they'll get the Happy New Year. But after the 15th, they're dead to us. (laughs) What a feast of football it was. Yeah, almost too much, wasn't it? Yes, it's great. What kind of gluttony you have? It was about 10 tins of Quality Street, wasn't it, football wise? (laughs) It's good, though. But it's the one time of the year I don't have to sit down with my book, make notes. So I might have come up with some brilliant stuff. You've forgotten. But I've forgotten it. You've forgotten all of it. (laughs) But I did did, uh, watch yesterday's with the books and. Honestly, Leicester, that was such a terrible game. And Max talking about it this morning. One of the worst games of the season. And good result for them. Three good results over the Christmas period. Arsenal, I mean, basically no difference whatsoever under Unai Emery. You know, basically good against teams like Fulham. They can murder at home. Mm. But pathetic mm. against Liverpool and collapse in, you know, in a big game It was like always that. going to be... The, we'll talk to Paul about this. It was always going to be the case though, that he was going to have to mm. rebuild the side, especially at the back. He's going to have to bring in other defenders. You've got to kind of judge him. You can't judge him after five No, months. but I'm just saying there isn't... There isn't players, I'm not judging. I'm just saying there, there's no difference. To well, me. it's very early, isn't it? Yeah, it's very early. I mean, he's early, done pretty well when you Aubameyang's covering up a... a you know, Multitude of sins. I think so. He's, mm. getting, he's brilliant. Been a brilliant buy. And... Uh, uh, but the, your game yesterday, that was really, after 20, well, 12 minutes I've written match over for the neutrals. Yeah. Uh, or not so neutral like myself. So you turned <laughs> over? Well, 25 minutes I turned over to the How We Won the Ashes in 2015. Which, which again, because of your me. bad memories. <laughs> it's marvellous. It was so exciting. It's like watching again. it live. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> That's true. And uh, do you, I don't know if you saw that thing uh, in the paper today, camel racing. Uh, with tiny, it was amazing with tiny robot jockeys. Yeah, and I spoke to one of the riders actually, Robot Walsh. 
<laughs> oh, blimey. If, if it gets the drip, it'll win the race. That's what he said to me. Robot wash. That's it, is it? <laughs> That's it, basically. Why not? So don't, do you want more don't of expect, those? Don't expect... Oh, you can do it. Do you, you want, want any more robot-based jockeys? <laughs> They've got to be jockeys, though. got to be jockeys. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't... Well, you can be. give us some jockeys if you want. Why not? Yeah, OK. Talking of horse racing, uh, Alex... Talksport.com, text 1889, tweet TSH&J. AI, AI McCoy. Surely it was robot... AI McCoy. Surely it also... <laughs> shouldn't, um, shouldn't it have been sort of uh, Robert uh, Robot Thornton or something like well, that? Well, it shouldn't could have been. Yeah. Well, it yeah. can still be him as well. Yeah, OK, it's, go it's, on then. Yeah, don't get send us that one. <laughs> and uh, Alex Gorey writes... Uh, 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 he has a racing line, a tipping line, and... Yeah. Uh, He's made a great start to the year. He's brilliant, isn't it? Happy New Year. We expect to start 2019 in style. And then he's written, we expect a starry 2019 in style. He does like a typo. Yeah. And then he says, the right money will be on pick up the phone. Call now. Is that the name of the horse? Yeah, he wouldn't know, would you? <laughs> it's all one sentence. You can't yeah. tell. Well, he's obviously enticed you in. <laughs> well, he has. I wasn't aware of that. You were telling us about the camel racing with tiny robot jockeys. We saw the pictures today hmm. in the sun. Um and it, this is at the Liwa Marib June Festival, uh, which apparently is an annual event. In June, Ab- June Festival, yeah, not June. June. No, not thinking, June. Why, why are they doing that in oh, January? The June Festival. <laughs> the June Festival. It's in Abu Dhabi, <laughs> yeah. and uh, we must do a show from there. <laughs> well, I suppose we must. Uh, can we replace a tiny robot jockey with you? <laughs> Just put you up there. That would uh, be fun. I'd look good. Yeah. Uh, if you've ever been to that, by the way, we'd love to know more. People obviously do travel mm. to that part of the world, so... Talksport.com, text 1889, tweet TSH and J. Talking of that part of the world, uh, a lovely scare story for the World Cup 2022. Never too early to be frightened of going there. Mm. And England, of course, it's your old mate Jerry Lawton in the star. He does love these. England fans last night vowed to boycott the World Cup in Qatar after rulers brought in a 100% sin tax on booze. The move led to alcohol prices doubling overnight in the Islamic-run country. So apparently people were saying, oh, driest World Cup ever. Uh, I'll stay at home and buy 20 bottles of Bud from Morrison's. Well, you probably weren't going to go anyway, let's be honest, mate. But honestly, it's it's very early for that, and I'm sure that wouldn't put you off, would you? Well, I think it has put a lot of people off. Well, I think it's it? true as well. I did read that think, in other circles yesterday. Oh, yeah. But it doubled you th- the booze prices. Yeah. Do you think, do you think that people will boycott the World Cup because of that? Not if England are playing Maybe well. one of the many reasons why they might boycott that well, World Cup. Do, so, I mean, you'd think Serena Williams, things are going pretty well for her. Mm. You know, she's oh, at yeah. the very top of her game. She took part in that uh, match yesterday with uh, Roger Federer. Yeah. She, she's made a fortune over the years. She's revered around the world. But this is a disappointing start of the year for uh, Serena. Because uh, she has been beaten in second place into the fittest female celebrity heat magazine poll <laughs> by Fern McCann yeah, of course off yes. the reality show. Yeah, oh, for goodness so, sake. <laughs> so, how gutting what a strange that. I mean, poll. So Fern McCann was number one. Yeah. Serena Williams number two. The professional athlete. Yeah, that's right. It's yeah. uh, the fittest female celebrity. I mean, I'm guessing <laughs> if you put those two in a race, <laughs> I think Serena would probably win. Oh, you mean fittest fit? Fitness-wise, rather than the oh, yeah, well, yeah, colloquial is, term of being good-looking. Well, this is the Heat magazine's uh, <laughs> poll of who is the fittest celebrity. They do it every year. Right. And they, they're claiming that uh, Fern is fitter than... We all be, agree. She can't be fitter well, than Serena. Well, look, take it out with the readers of Heat magazine, mate, not me. And do you want to have a game of... Um, uh, this may take off. Does this have not. another guess? No, it's not have another go, guess. Yeah. It's one size fits all, the game where you have to know what they're uh, yeah, known yeah. as in the dressing okay, room, yeah. obviously. Fitzhall, the former player, uh, was known as one size in the dressing room. He kicked it all off. 
Zondeki, the uh, the fine uh, cricketer, was known as All Hands in the dressing right, room. Yeah, we played a game over the years. But this is a kind of goal. This is a vintage version for people of a certain age. So uh, what would the footballer who scored yesterday uh, for South End, I think, Taylor Moore be known as in the dressing room? Taylor Moore? Yeah. Taylor. For the vintage, for the older listeners out there. Taylor Moore. Uh, what would be known as in the dressing room? <laughs> no, I should know, shouldn't you I? You should do. Mary. Of course. What's <laughs> the matter with you? So I was thinking... See, t- if you're Taylor, under about... No, no, but I was thinking Taylor, like a man's oh, tailoring. Okay. Oh, if course. you're under about 50, that, that's a thousand-yard stare moment. But if you're not, that will that will completely make sense. I think she's still with us, old Mary. I think. Yeah, but I right? not, I she's not coming she, in today, is she? No, she's that not. That would be too much of a And uh, I do feel for Accrington fan, Young Min Yu, who flew... That old Accrington name. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. He flew 5,500 miles from South Korea to see Accrington Stanley lose 4-0. Wow. I mean, I moan about going 15 minutes to see us lose 1-0 to Leicester. Yeah. <laughs> so why... Um, I don't know. You'll have to ask Jung Min Yu. <laughs> well, are we going to ask him? Well, is he on? He's not on. <laughs> but no, did he... Why is he an Accrington fan? Yeah. That's, that's the obvious question. Isn't Rufus, it? would you mind giving Jung Min Yu a ring and asking why he supports Accrington? Jung Min, as, uh, as Brian Clough <laughs> used to say. Jung Min. Yeah. Uh, he got a warm welcome at the League One club, meeting the chairman, players and boss, after watching mm. his side crash at home to Peterborough. So... At least uh, Adrian would have been happy about that. Yeah, um, Matthew's been in touch. He says, uh, Wall E. Carson, Wally Castle, <laughs> Carson, not Castle. <laughs> Wall E. Carson, that's very good, the robot jockeys. Yeah. Uh, Metal Mickey Fitzgerald says, uh, John Paul, very good. <coughs> and me. Rambling Daz gives us <laughs> AP Metal McCoy. There's quite a few of those. Frankie Di Tuori. Not sure, John. Mm. It, was a, it was a brave effort. But unlucky. I think that man. There's a new. There's a new racing channel now. Sky Sky Sports Racing. Yeah, so it's, got, it's, it's yeah. in HD. So the races don't all look like sort of fuzzy things from about fifty years. Surely the American ones do, don't they? they, were the they other ones. Well, they're slightly better. I thought yesterday really? I was watching a little bit. So you've of been it. sitting there watching. Um, well, you know, I like to flick through when Spurs are giving Cardiff a right thrashing. I've got nothing else to do. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. I took the dog out for a walk last night. Listened to uh, John and the gang. John Morning was commentating those final stages. And uh, I've watched most of it. And really, Michael Van Gerwen didn't need to be at his best to win it. For me, it was like Cardiff against Spurs. <laughs> I watched the first few games, the first few sets, and I just thought, oh, he's going to win this easily. It's so obvious. Uh, yeah. Nigel Pearson, of course, was there for TalkSport and for Sky. Hi, Nigel. Hi, boys. How are you doing? Good, thank Good, you. Thanks, As we Nigel. say, didn't need to be at his best uh, to win it. Um, it but I mean, it's, it's a shame, really, that we didn't get a big showpiece final. But that was always likely with... With such a kind of newbie uh, up there with him, it was always going to be hard, wasn't it? Well, of course it was, and I would argue as well that anybody who's followed darts for the last 20 years or so should be used to this, because how many finals have we seen Phil Taylor dominate? Yeah. 16 world titles down the years, and you know, you've had wonderful play in build-ups in world match plays at Blackpool, UK Opens at Bolton, and Premier Leagues, and, and all the big tournaments, and then a final turns out quite often to be one-sided, and that, that's what happened a lot in Phil Taylor's career, of course. But right now, this is a new regime, if you like, a new era. And it didn't surprise me. I, I, let me say straight away, Michael Smith, fantastic talent, mm. well-deserved place in the world final. And uh, I do hope that we see him lift that Sidwoodell trophy one day. Uh, I believe he's got the ability to do that. Uh, but let me say here and now, I commented on three of his games in, in the qualifying rounds towards the final. And there was probably two of those games in particular where... 
he was really struggling to hit one treble per three darts and he was below his best, but he did enough. And, he, and by his own admission, he did enough in the tournament. But when I saw how Van Gerwen played in the semi-final and uh, you could see that he was warming up for the final, you could see that he was got the bit between his teeth. It didn't surprise me what happened last night. I know that sounds easy to say with hindsight, but from what I saw of Michael Smith in the build-up to the final, he, 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 didn't, he wasn't at his fluent best throughout the tournament. Uh, Van Gerwen just timed his uh, timed his run to perfection and well, he was just majestic, and he'll win more. He will win more for sure. It's all about the doubles, isn't it? Really, the finishing, and he missed ten in the first two sets, twenty-eight in all. Smith, you, you can't win a game, can you? When you do that, not against Michael Van Gerwen, Andy. I mean, mm. um, you know, great player Van Gerwen, and, and uh, three times world mm. champion now. You know, he's uh, moved above the bracket of Adrian Lewis and. Gary Anderson, uh, you know, we had uh, the late, great Eric Bristow winning five world titles, Raymond Van Barneveld five. Michael will get there in the next five or six years, I'm quite sure of that. He will become five-time champion of the world. And, you know, yeah, the doubles, this is what I said, really, it doesn't surprise me. That's the, It's not just the fact that he struggled to hit one treble per visit in, in, in some of his games. Yes, the finishing as well, that was a little bit slack. So, I, I don't want to sound too harsh on Michael because I think he's been brilliant and, and I give him great credit. I'm delighted that he's got to a world final. Um, the prize money is immense, could be life-changing and uh, I sincerely hope we see Bully Boy lift the, uh, the Sid Waddell Trophy in the future. He's certainly got the game for it. He's a wonderful player to watch when he's in full flow. Uh, I like him a lot and uh, I really hope... Mind you, there's one thing about this, by the way, that he's getting married at the end of the month and the fact that he hasn't won that Sid Waddell trophy has saved his wife-to-be um, the, the ordeal of standing at the aisle and watching Michael um, hold the World Championship trophy at the aisle <laughs> while they get married. So yeah, that, 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 that would have that, that, that ordeal, at least. That was the plan, was it? The, yeah. um, well, so what were the other highlights for you, Nigel, of the last couple of weeks? Well, I think we've seen the emergence of some great young players. Nathan Aspill uh, springs to mind from mm. Stockport. For him to get through to the semi-finals was fantastic, and you know I have to say because we're not on the floor tournaments at Barnsley and Wigan, the Players Championships, and uh, you know we we don't see a lot of them. Uh, obviously, we follow darts when we're not actually at the tournament itself. But you, you have to as a commentator, but that was a first chance I'd had to really see Nathan Aspinall to any great extent, and and I was hugely impressed. I just hope uh, that again, this sounds very easy to say. I hope that this isn't a uh, a one-hit wonder like we saw with Kirk Shepard in 2008. Mm. Um, I, I'm sure it's not. He's too good a play for that, I'm sure. We'll see a lot more of Nathan Aspinall. Jamie Lewis did, did well again, the Welshman, the young Welshman. He had a good run in the World Championship. That was good to see. Uh, Adrian Lewis had a good win. and I, I, Adrian Lewis in fine form is good news for the game. Jackpot, twice world champion. If he can get back to his best after his health issues, then um, that'll be exciting and good for the game. So plenty of highlights. Obviously, I've got to mention... Lisa Ashton and Anastasia Dobromislova, the ladies that played, um, great additions to the tournament. Uh, more players than ever before, more sessions than ever before, sell-out crowds. You know, I sound like Barry Hearn now, don't I? But <laughs> no, it, but it is a great event. The it atmosphere yeah. brilliant. Well, let's hear from Barry Hearn, shall we? Because he's talking about the expansion uh, of the game. My numbers this week in Venezuela were unbelievable. 30% of the whole program is crowd, you know, because people, if you're in Peru and you've never thrown a dart in your life and you turn the telly on and you see 3,300 people going mental, 
you, you got your attention once that's the first battle was won now later on someone says that looks like fun I should get, we should try that. And then suddenly you find some kid from the Inca Trail knocking out 180s like there's no, and then you're off and running as another market. <laughs> the Inca Trail. Yeah, Imagine yeah. one of his... That's very big in the Inca all Trail. His, all his walk-on music with the lad from Peru. Well, they start imagining, sending them all out there, they're all moaning about planet altitude. Imagine that. Where are the Andes? They'll all be doing the gags, won't they? You'll have them all lined up. You and Wayne. So, um, brilliant. But it's it, Venezuela. I mean, so imagine all those boys last night playing. Little did Michael Van Gerwen know that they were all watching in Venezuela. Well, when you're commentating on TV, I mean, uh, do they have our commentary on for a start? They won't understand a word we're saying, should they? <laughs> it's brilliant. Uh, the global audience is something that, that Barry has worked on immensely. And, you know, that, 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 that is a huge plus for the game. It's getting bigger and bigger. And, you know, yes, there were one or two moments, you know, I've got, I'll, I'll mention that moment when some idiot threw beer over Michael Van Gerwen right at the start of the tournament. I think mm. you, we had a chat about that, boys, didn't we? And, yeah, uh, that was poor. Just yeah, go, go along there, enjoy yourselves, get along to the darts, have a good night, don't do anything stupid, just enjoy yourselves and enjoy the spectacle. And uh, uh, actually, uh, I had family there for the first time as well at this tournament, and they'd only ever seen it on TV, and they absolutely loved it. So... You know, um, I, it, it is a great night out. It's a great experience. Uh, but, you know, have a drink, but just enjoy yourself. Don't do anything stupid. One final thing, Nigel. The other thing that happens after the final is we find out who the uh, 10 names are for the Premier League darts. Mm. And a mm. contentious one slightly, although, you know, popular among uh, supporters. But there's been a bit of criticism, and Barney has taken it on. I see it down Twitter. He's. Is Barney making the top 10? He said, very thankful for the invitation. I know some people think I don't deserve it, and I respect that. But um, I imagine a popular choice, generally. He has to respect the opinion, because on merit, if you take the Premier League as the top 10 players in the world, which it's not, um, <clears throat> Barney's nowhere near it right now. But we have to emphasise again the fact that Barney is retiring. He's got one more year left as a player. Um, he is a global phenomenon when it comes to darts still people love him in scotland wales you know wherever venezuela <laughs> venezuela <laughs> maybe so raymond van barnevel in, in a fan club in venezuela but i think whenever we go to dublin or belfast he, everybody loves barney and no on on current form and the way he's playing no but this is the premier league and you have to strike a balance between a the best players in the world and B, box office stroke, TV viewing attraction, um, and Barney ticks the boxes uh, in terms of the latter. So, you know, it's going to be his farewell Premier League. Um, other players' time will come. Who knows, the, the guy I've just mentioned, Nathan Aspinall. Maybe we'll see him in the Premier League instead of Barney next year. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, the, the, there is that possibility. Their time will come. And I, I personally don't begrudge Barney this opportunity. But one thing I will say is I do hope he does himself justice and wins a few games along the way um, and doesn't bow out with mm. defeat after defeat. I'm sure he won't. Just a quick technical question for you when you're commentating on darts, Nigel. If a player misses the ball completely, do you do your trademark? Gone wide! This game is still alive. <laughs> no, that was a big mistake at all. Yeah. Do you have Dan? Because dance is there. He's dance doing you if you go off to the toilet. <laughs> he does me all. Listen, the one time when we were um, we were at a football game in Cardiff and we stayed overnight, mm. and dance and I went for a bite to eat, and uh, I said, "Hey, dance, do me a favour, will you? Will you record my voicemail on my uh, on my mobile phone?" So 
I'm Nigel Peterson. Leave a message. And people fell for it. Uh, you sounded a bit lively there, Nigel. Can you give me a back? And it was all down to dance. Uh, good stuff, Nigel. Uh, Thanks, all the Nigel. best. Thanks very much. Cheers. Happy New Year. Cheers, boys. All the very best. Thank there you. you Nigel Pearson there, who's part of our top team at the Darts. Did a wonderful job, as always. We had, uh, coverage was fantastic. And it was the it's first great, time isn't it? in a couple of weeks going through uh, the, the whole, station the today. The event's fantastic. The, the, yeah. the stage entrances are as good as the boxing. It's really exciting. It really yeah, yeah. builds the whole thing up. Yeah, I loved it. You've not been, have you? Not been before? No, I've never. Well, you, we did a show. We did a show from there. Oh, yeah, that's right. right. You didn't stay. We you didn't stick around. You couldn't no. stick around that evening, could you? No, was, but uh, we were on stage, and I got the sense of it in the room yeah. and everything. Yeah, so nice. No, it's uh, yeah. it's always a top night, which is why it sells out in about five minutes. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. It's some good uh, going through the court circular. I like to check. Hmm. New Year. Why don't you explain what is the court circular? What paper do you find? The this Times. It's in not the in the Times. Star. No. Okay. <laughs> it's in the Times. It has a sort of news of the royals, sort of uh, political things, a bit of obituaries, and then they have sort of weddings and marriage announcements. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you always check it out for us, don't you? Well, I like it. I yeah. like. Just like to see who's who's. In case you pop there. up one day. Well, you never know. And uh, congratulations to Mr. J.L.N. Brazier and Miss J. J. Jeff Brazier. It's not Jeff Brazier. I checked. It wasn't. That's what okay. caught my eye. It was James Brazier. I don't know if he stands outside fire stations when they're on strike. He's supposed to toot. <laughs> Whenever I see Jeff Brazier outside a fire station, I always toot him. <laughs> and uh, he's marrying uh, Mr. Brazier. He's marrying. He's getting. He's got engaged to Miss J. M. Aitken Quack. I think. I hope she doesn't want to be a doctor. <laughs> Can you imagine? How are you spelling quack? As you'd imagine, Q U A C K. Oh no, really? Yeah, that's her name, Doctor. Well, no, she's not a doctor. <laughs> she's not a doctor. She's not a doctor. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> be good if she she'll was. be glad to shake off the quack, won't she? I would imagine. <laughs> and then I What's saw... she going to keep the quack? I have no idea. She's What's gonna... his name? Brazier. He's Brazier. She doesn't want to be known as Brazier Aitken Quack. <laughs> Hello, Brazier Aitken. <laughs> I've had a slip, trip, or fall at work. <laughs> A brazier eight king quack. They came in and did a marvellous job. 
And also getting engaged are Mr. W.T. Kipling and Miss C. Oh. I know, you know the cake's going to be great at the wedding, isn't yeah. it? It's going to be good. Be about six fondant fancies. Well, piled uh, yeah. up. It was a great wedding, money no object, but for some reason the cake was just a box of six fondant fancies. It's still in the plastic tray. It's a strange one, though, isn't yeah. it? But there you go. So congratulations to all of them. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if Andy Carroll will be going to uh, their wedding, but uh, he was pictured. I'm sure he won't be. Yeah. He was pictured. He might go to the quack wedding. <laughs> he, he spends a lot of time with quacks, doesn't he, he does really? spend a lot of time with the doctors, it's yeah. true. Uh, he's pictured at a wedding wearing his tracksuit. Was other, it? Well, apparently, according to the Times, yeah. The other male guests... Not his were own in, wedding. <laughs> no. Oh, OK. Else. The other guests were in more traditional uh, nuptial clobber, says the writer here. He had to wear his work clothes after a two-hour dash after the game against Southampton. Hmm. So there well, there's reasons for it. It wasn't a sartorial thing. It was he just no, got off the team coat. It wasn't like Daley Thompson, where he, the Daley used to like wearing a tracksuit for everything. Yeah. Know. But uh, no, <laughs> well, that's why I mentioned that. <laughs> okay, fantastic. Uh, the letter of the day for me, you think of all the things there are to worry about in the world at the moment. Yeah. And uh, Pat Blenkinsop from Winterbourne Dauncey in Wiltshire. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, she sent this. She sent this to the, you are, mate. Oh, yes, she sent this to the Telegraph. Why do the meerkats in the television advertisements wear a top covering, brackets, jacket, jumper, T-shirt, but leave their nether regions uncovered, <laughs> says uh, Pat. I've got absolutely no idea. It does remind me of the uh, time I was doing a bit of work years and years ago, and mm. um, uh, Roland Rat was very much oh, yeah, involved. Oh, yeah, huge, wasn't he? Kids yeah. ask, your, ask your dad, mm. and he was like a TV puppet kids, and he was very popular uh, uh, those days. And well, he um, saved uh, basically a whole... TV company. Yeah, they used him on kind of the equivalent of Good Morning Britain. TVAM, yeah. Yeah. Keezy, oh, Richard Keys. Keezy was on it, he yeah, was, yeah. that's right. Anyway, they brought this uh, this cartoon rat in and uh, he saved the day. <laughs> TV's a wonderful thing, isn't it? <laughs> Any room from yeah. here at TalkSport. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to bring you, I'm going to bring Roland in. When you're, anyway. When I'm off. When you're off. But, That'll be good. Um, this this uh, vicar wrote in to the people behind him mm. and said, I love your comic creation, as do many of my parishioners, but I'm quite troubled by the fact that uh, that he basically has prophylactics for ears. <laughs> and he does. <laughs> does he really? If you next, go oh, and check out Roland Rat, I'll kids, look, and you'll think, do you know what, he's right. And you'll never look at him the same way again. Look, I don't know if that was what it was made of. It was just a coincidence, but... Uh, you so looking him up? Well, I'm image searching him. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. See, Can see you see it. what I mean? Yeah. It does, doesn't it? Oh, they're not good. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly never, what they are. You'll never look at Roland Rat. You'll never look at him again. in the same way again. You've ruined, or indeed, you've ruined be, him for me. You'll be trying to look at the <laughs> nether regions of the meerkats, uh, thanks to Pat Blenkinsop. Yeah. yeah. It's jolly good. sure that was one of my nan's mates. <laughs> what, Pat Blenkinsop? Every nan should have a That's mate a, called... That is quite Matt? an old name. You don't get a young person called Pat Blenkinsop. How is she? Oh, Pat Blenkinson. Oh, she's not bad. She's <laughs> she had trouble with her legs. She's had a lot of mentions on the show today. She certainly sure. has, yeah, yeah. Uh, And this letter sent into the start. Mm. It could have been sent any time after the last 20 Christmases. Okay. What a load of rubbish on the Christmas telly this year. You know, just that thing mm. that so many repeats, blah, blah, blah. You yeah. think, oh, don't write that, mate. You, you could write that every single year. I did watch, Andy. We talked a lot with our German correspondents about a show oh, you watched it, you? Dinner for One, which is mm. a show uh, across, um, apparently across Scandinavia and Germany uh, and South Africa uh, is very big uh, as well. And it's mm. shown traditionally on, uh, I think, on New Year's Eve. And uh, they showed it on Sky Arts. It's there, available to watch. It's a kind of 18, 
15, 18 minute sketch from an old musical comedian. It's quite amusing, isn't Freddie it? It's slow. Frenzy. It's a slow it's good. pace. No, it's good. Yeah. It's, it's a, a brilliant performance. Mm. A really good performance with a great payoff, which I won't ruin for you. Mm, good. But um, it, it's a staple in Germany. Everybody knows it. We were speaking to Lutz uh, Fannenstiel, our a, a German football uh, expert and uh, top man out there, world's most travelled goalkeeper. And, every, you know, you talk to anybody in Germany, it's kind of, it's a fixture. Even though it's it's an old British comedian doing his thing, and it's all in English, and it takes all sorts. But it's there if you fancy a little an old school divert in fifteen minutes or so. Go and check it out. It's yeah. Wait till four o'clock. It's oh yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Wait till you can do that. That's right. Wait till four o'clock. And Virgin Trains have released a sort of uh, report on things that are flushed down their toilets. Okay. And uh, sort of things you'd expect: a bra, possibly glasses. Were you expecting a bra? Well, I wasn't particularly, but I wasn't expecting a football scarf. So that's one of the things they found. So presumably the, the team must have lost. You, you, you wouldn't flush your scarf <laughs> down the low of the train. Yeah, because it's the half, half and half, says Rufus. The half and half. Half You mean Ralph half and half? I want a Ralph Hassan Hootle half and half scarf. Half and Hootle. Yeah. I'll, I'll get one of those tonight yeah. when I go to the game. But uh, Half of it Ian Branford, or and half of it, yeah, just second vintage manager. Brent. Yeah, two, Ian Bigfoot he was in the last hour. That's right. Well, that was the Yeti had. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Anyway, so there you go. Should we move on? Okay. Uh, should we bring you the uh, clips of the month for December? We've got them here. Here we go. Look, it's the music as well. Now, I take it uh, we will be doing this via Twitter. I look at the producer and people will take to Twitter before four o'clock this afternoon. We'll bring you a winner of the Clips of the Month. So go and check it out at TSHNJ. It'll be up very shortly at TSHANDJ. You can vote for your favourite amongst these and we'll play the winner once again at four o'clock. And of course, last month, Jim White told us something about the new Southampton manager, Ralph, Ralph Half and Half Scarf, that, that we didn't know. Simon, um, I am hearing Ralph Hassenhutl is about to be announced as the yep. new Southampton manager. That is going to become official in the next few moments. And, of course, we spoke to Josie Font about that. Now, he, he was buried alive. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so really, losing a couple of football matches is neither here nor there no. once you've been buried alive. I remember that tonight. Thank you, Jim. I'm looking at him. And it was also in December that Alan Brazil gave us three pronunciations of the same word. Yeah. Chance to take on Robert and tomorrow's show where you could win a fantastic uh, Boss all-in-one sound system. A Bose. Is it Bose or Boss? Bose. A Bose all-in-one sound system. <laughs> boss. Having established Bose. it was Bose, he Bose. went Bose Idaho. <laughs> uh, so this is uh, Stuart Pearce having an argument with himself. I think there's a lot of people in this profession. Well, I wouldn't say a lot. That, that's, that's wrong. Yeah, all right. <laughs> don't, don't, don't get don't any trouble, Stuart, with yourself. And uh, what's next, Andy? And we also got the sports news from David Marsland. So Liverpool have a chance of going top of the league, at least for a bit this afternoon, but they have to overcome Bournemouth first. Alex Crooks at the Vitalis... Ta- right there. There we are. <laughs> Bournemouth. Bournemouth. <laughs> Bournemouth at the moment. And finally, yes. uh, we discovered that if you ever find yourself uh, sitting in front of Fisherman's Blues host Nigel Botherway on a plane, whatever you do... Don't put your seat right the way back. Well, I had a I had a reel taken off me on one occasion. I mean, okay, it was a big reel, you know, a big sort of deep sea reel. But I thought, you know, what do they think I'm going to do with this? You know, like strangle people with the line or what? Yeah, yeah, that's right. I suppose. I mean, you could garrot somebody with the line, but just the same as you could with a shoelace or. 
You're giving a bit too much thought then. <laughs> all got a bit dark, I didn't see it? how you could garrote somebody with his shoelace. Yeah. Well, well, Let's put it to the test, shall we, during <laughs> the end? Oh, Andy drifted in and out of consciousness. <laughs> so, no was change it, uh, there. Ralph, half and half scarf, buried alive. Uh, was it uh, Bars, Bors, Borsy? Uh, was it Stuart Pierce having an argument with himself? Uh, Bournemouth and the odd noise from David Marsland? Or uh, too much thought gone into garrotting people with shoelaces from Nigel Botherwell? <laughs> There we are. That was the this afternoon show. Nigel is Nigel Pearson. I meant to mention it on the air, but uh, this would probably go to a slightly smaller audience. But he's doing a little tour uh, on the Speedway front. An evening of Speedway, yeah, with a fellow Speedway enthusiast and commentator. Around like but the the arenas they're playing, like King's Lynn and places places where the where the sports big corner of the stage and then he's never Yeah. But go and see Nigel and uh, yeah, go and say hello. But it's they're going to the Speedway Heartlands to do it, obviously. Sounds marvellous. Yeah, they're not coming to Chiswick. (laughs) (laughs) Knightsbridge. Speedway's not big in Chiswick. (laughs) Oh, that's right. Okay. Anyway, that's it. We'll catch up with you tomorrow. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.